So we're up to the beginning of Chafalaf and Medalaf, we're four lines into the page, but we, what, what the Gemara did was it brought down a brysa and then interrupted the brysa to answer a question. But now we sort of have to go back to that brysa. So I want to go back to the brysa. We're starting from Chafalaf and Medalaf, four lines in, but I want to go back to reread the brysa from the end of yesterday's daf so that we understand the flow. The Gemara had asked Akasha, if I sell land... If I sell a house in a walled city, can I beguile it half at a time? Okay. So the halacha is that if you sell ancestral fields, stay achuza. The halacha is stay achuza. Um, stay achuza is not allowed to be redeemed half at a time. So the question is, do we compare stay achuza to a house in a in a walled city? So we basically end it off by saying it's a machlekes rabbanu and Rav Shemin. According to Rabbanon, you cannot because they, they compare the two. According to Rav Shimon, you can because Rav Shimon is very into balancing. If you have a good thing going, you get a bad thing and vice versa. So uh, when you sell a house in a walled city, you only have one year to redeem it and then poof, it's never coming back to you. So that's a negative. So therefore the positive is you can do it half at a time. As said. But we want to analyze the Bryce that we had. The Bryce is said like this. It's it's six lines from the bottom of Chafa Midbeis. I just want to reread the Bryce and then we'll understand the flow. Um, the Pasuk is describing if you're Makdish a field. The Pasuk says, Imgol Yigol. Imgol Yigol means you'll redeem it any way possible, even half at a time. So there's a Pasuk specifically telling you that if you're Makdish a field, you can buy it half at a time. You can redeem it half at a time. That's Hegdish. Okay. So the Gebraisa wants to know what do I need a Pasuk for? The Gemara says, What do I need a Pasuk for? Because I could have made the following kavachem. That's why I need the pasuk. What would the kavachem be? Uma meicher steachuza. If I sell a field, shiyofa koychay shim hegiyah yoyvul enigel chazeres the balab yoyvul, which comes back to me at yoyvul, so that's a positive thing. Still harukaychay shin loyvigoy vegavachatzon. So if I sell a field, I cannot redeem it half at a time. Magdish shahirukaychay shimigiyah yoyvul enigel yoyitzul can be yoyvul in a din shahirukaychay shin loyvigoy vegavachatzon. Basically, like this. The reason why I need a pasuk is to make the following kavachim. If I sell a field which I get back by yoyvul, I could I can't do it half at a time. Then if I'm magdish a field which I don't get back in yoyvul, kavachimer I should not be able to. Hence, the pasuk says that you can. Right? This pasuk tells you you could you if you if you're magdish a field you could redeem it half at a time. The reason why I need this pasuk is because I would have made the kavachimer assuming you cannot. Okay, because the kavachem would be if I sell a field which I get back at Yovel, I can't do half at a time. Then I'm the field which I do not get back at Yovel. Kavachem, I don't get it. I can't do it half at a time. That was the gemara. Then the Bryce said so that the kavachem would be comparing it magdish to moicher sada. Then the Bryce says malam moicher sada yachuzah shekin harichel koyel gumiyad toyber magdish yafek koyel gumiyad. Where is it? But it's not. It's not so fair. Why you're saying? If when I sell a field, which I get back at Yovel, I can't do it half at a time, then if I'm Magdash a field, which I don't get back at Yovel, I cannot. It's not exactly the same, I'll tell you why. When you're Meicher a field, you cannot redeem it for the first two years. Hegdish you could, right away. So that shows you that they're not necessarily equatable. Because now, all of a sudden, you made it that like, Hegdish, Kavachomer should be negative, Kavachomer you shouldn't be able to. Yeah, but Hegdish you could do right away. Meicher you can't. So then the response was, uh, yeah, but then I'll throw back that a walled city. If you sell your house in a walled city, that you could redeem. You could redeem it right away. You actually only have one year to do it, and you can't do it half at a time. So, therefore, because of this, you need a Pasuk. That was the basic flow. 
So now, now let's start the new Gemara. Chaf Aleph Amid Aleph, four lines into the page. We're going to continue in this ping pong type of brisa of why I need a pasuk to tell me that if I'm Magdish a field, I could redeem it half at a time. So the Gemara says, I'm, I'm sorry. The Gemara says, Amrle Rav Acha Breder over the Ravashi Ikel Mifrach. I have a problem with the Kavachaymer. Because again, Malam Oicher Bayis, but Bate Arichaima, Shekin Harakaich Ligali Oilam, Tiber Memagdish, Yafakaich Ligali Oilam. Again, we're trying to figure out why do you need a Pasuk when your Magdish feel that you could redeem it half at a time? Because we would have said, Kavachaymer from Moicher Sada. If you're Moicher Sada, which does not, which doesn't, which goes back to you by Yoivil, you can't do it half at a time. Magdish, which does not, Kavachaymer doesn't work. The Gemara says, yeah, but Magdish, you could do it right away. Moicher, you can't. Bate Arichaima Yoichiach. Which already it's like a kavachomer, but it sounds like a mamatzina, like chazar din la Fine, meicher sade, meicher bayis, but now the gemara says, yeah, but meicher bayis, but the arichoma, it's it, it, you don't get it. You can't after one year, it's gone. Hegdish, you at least have to yovel. So they're ping ponging back and forth. So the gemara says, this is how you're supposed to read the brayz. It's not a kavachomer. It would have been mehatzad. It would have been a tzadashava. Meaning, you have a pasuk that tells you. That if you're makdish a field, you could redeem it half at a time. The question is, what do you need this for? So the Gemara says, because I would have made a kavachomer. No, you wouldn't have made a kavachomer. What you would have made is a tzadashava. You would have brought a couple things that have differences but have one uniqueness, and that is they all do not redeem half at a time. So I would have said the same thing by makdish. That's that's the flow. So the Gemara says, this is what I would have meant to say. I would really have made a tzadashava. To argue that if you're Magdish Shafield, you should not be able to redeem it half at a time. Hence, the Pasuk says, no, you can. What would have the Tzadashav been like this? Right? You want to learn out straight. Again, I'm Magdish Shafield. Can I redeem it half at a time? So let's try to learn. Forget about the Pasuk. Let's assume the Pasuk doesn't exist. So let's try to compare it to something. So let's compare it to Meicher Sada. Meicher Sada, you cannot. So to up here, you can't. But then, Meicher Sada Yechiach. Right? Which you could have until Yoivel, you could redeem it until Yoivel, can't do it half at a time. So to by Magdish, would not be able to. But But the problem with Meicher Sada is you can't redeem it within the first two years. Magdish, you can. Then I would respond, which you could redeem right away and also can't do half at a time. But then I would say, but that's a little different because you you can't redeem until Yoivel. Right? Again, you have all these things that have differences but have one uh, common denominator. What is the common denominator? Nigalin, they could be redeemed. But you cannot redeem them half at a time. That's the that's the one theme that you have from from Meicher Sada. So I would say that should apply to Magdish as well. So I would have made the following argument by Magdish as well. If you're Magdish in an ancestral field, you should not be able to redeem it half at a time. Hence, the pasta says in Gal Yigal that you can. So that's the flow. That's the the flow of that price. Is that I would have made a tzadashava to say you cannot. Hence, the pasuk says no, you can. Okay. And the tzadashava would have been taking Meicher Sade and Meicher Bate Arichaima and say, well, the common theme about both of those is that according to the Rabbana, you cannot redeem half at a time. So I would say the same thing about Hegdish. The Gemara responds a little bit. 
By the way, Ahmed Bey's there's a two dots from that point. It's regular Gemara, which is very pleasant. Uh, I have a, wait a minute. Again, your whole argument is that there's a Tzad Shava, which means there's one common denominator by all three, and that is they are redeemed and they cannot be redeemed half at a time. What if there's a different Tzad Shava? Maybe the Tzad Shava is That's interesting. Both a walled city a house in a walled city and an ancestral field cannot be redeemed the second year. You only have one year to redeem it and then forever it's gone. You cannot redeem during the first two years. So during year two, you can't redeem it. But you know what you can redeem year two? Hegdish. So you're comparing and saying there's a Tzad Shava, they're all the same, that, that, uh, that they're all redeemed and they can't be redeemed half at a time. So the same thing by Hegdish, but I would say, no, Hegdish is different. Because Hegdish, at least you can redeem year two. You can't redeem a Moich about year two. You can't redeem a Moich year two. So maybe that... After year two. From three and on, you can redeem it until Yovel. And Moich you only have the first year. So you see, Batei Chayma and Sada cannot be redeemed year two. Hegdish can so that's already separates the two. So there's no that's maybe that's the tzara shava. So the Gemara says, throw another one onto the tzara shava. Right? If you have a guy, a Jew that becomes a slave by a guy, which is also redeemed, which can be redeemed year two, but cannot be redeemed half at a time. So you see that that can't be the common denominator because it does not apply to an Evid. So basically, the Pasuk tells you that if you're Makdash field, you could redeem it half at a time. What do you need the Pasuk for? Because I would have made it Tzadashava between Bati Arichayma, Steachuza, and Evid Ivri and Nimkalagai, that all three are redeemed and cannot be redeemed half at a time. So too, Makdash uh, Sada also cannot be redeemed half at a time. Hence the Pasuk says, no, Galia Galikin. Okay, that's the end of that discussion. Now, okay, here's the deal. There are certain type of things. Um, I think there are, to my knowledge, there are five. There are certain things that can be redeemed by relatives. Meaning, and the, the relative's redemption works against the will. I'll give you an example. Clearest one, the Pasuk says, Beferish, is that if you have a, a slave, a Jewish slave that's bought by a guy, his relatives can redeem. And that means that the guy can't say, I'm not... I'm not dealing business with your brother. The relatives have the right to redeem him even against the will of the master, even against the will of the slave. That's, that's the Shailin. It applies to uh, it applies to Steachuza. It applies to a couple things. The question is like this. I sell a house in a walled city. Again, when you sell a house in a walled city where the walled city was back from the times of Yeshua ben Nun, you have one year to redeem it and then poof, it's never coming back to you. So you sold a house in a walled city. The question is, can the relatives redeem it? Meaning, you can't afford to buy it back from the seller, from the buyer, right? I sold the, you the house, it was in a walled city, I sold you a house in Tiveria, which is a walled city. Let's say, you shall Ivor, it's a walled city, fine, I sell you a house for a million dollars. So I have one year to buy it back for you or I'm never getting it back. I, can't, I don't have the money. My brother has the money. He goes to you with a check. Are you obligated to take it? That's the Shiloh. 
Or could you say, well, what I have to deal with the Kraven for, I'll deal with you. I'm not dealing with Kraven. So that's a Shaila. Hamoich Rabbayis, what the Yechayma, Nigel Kraven, Nigel Kraven, do the relatives, can the relatives force the buyer to sell it back to them? So, Gulase, Gulase, Mesteyachuza Gomar, do we compare Gulase, right? We just got finished saying that according to the Rabbanon, it says Gulase by Steyachuz, it says Gulase by Bater Yechayma, to tell you that both, both cannot be, um, cannot be redeemed half at a time. According to the Rabbana, right? That was Bate Rechaima and Steachuza cannot be redeemed half at a time. Makdish can, but Bate Rechaima and Steachuza cannot. So you see there's a connection between the two. So if you're gonna go, if you're gonna connect it for one halacha, why not keep going? So do we say Masteachuza can be redeemed by the relatives? So do a walled city can be redeemed by the relatives. Or or no, we only compare it for one halacha. Again, we're comparing a, a field, of an ancestral field, to a walled city that you cannot be redeemed half at a time. The question is, can we also compare it that both of them can be redeemed by the relatives? So the Gemara says, it cannot be redeemed by the relatives. No. No good. Okay. So right now, if I sell a house in a walled city... I cannot redeem it from the relatives. Only that person himself, not the relatives. Fine. Ace, hey, so we have a kasha. The Pasuk says like this. <clears throat> now, it's unclear what this Pasuk is talking about. The Pasuk says, Bechol gula titnu. Bechol, in all of these cases, there shall be a redemption. is botim ve'eved ivri. The Pasuk is including houses. Now, what type of house? We're not sure. And an eved ivri. And a, a Jewish slave that the relatives can redeem. So the relatives can redeem by inevitivery. We'll see what that means in a little bit. But button, houses. Houses can be redeemed by the relatives. What type of house? Is that not referring to a house in a walled city? And you see a house in a walled city can be redeemed by the relatives. My love, bate arichayma. Is it not referring to bate arichayma? So the Gemara says, lo, bate It's talking about houses in an open field. Meaning, if I sell a house in a walled city, I only have a year to redeem it. The shaila is, can my relatives redeem it for me? So uh, Rav Huna Bar said no. This Brisa says houses can be redeemed by the relatives. The answer is that house is not referring to a house in a walled city. It's talking about a house in an unwalled city. If you have a house in an unwalled city that you sell it, the halacha is it can be redeemed up to Yoival after the even during the first two years. It can be redeemed. Stop. It can be redeemed up to Yoival. So the point is. This b'risa, which says it can be redeemed by the relatives, is not talking about a house in a walled city, but rather a house in an unwalled city. Okay. So the Gemara says, well, Wait a minute. So you telling me the Chiddush of this Pasuk, Bechol, that it's telling you that a house in an unwalled city can be redeemed by the relatives? I already know that. The Pasuk clearly states, I'll stay The Pasuk says, there's a whole long The Pasuk says which means it shall be redeemed, and we compare it to Steachuze, it can be redeemed by the relatives. Meaning, in other words, a house in an unwalled city I know can be redeemed by the relatives. I have this other Pasuk that says Batim could also be redeemed by the relatives. I thought it was Batim in a walled city. So no, no, it's Batim in an unwalled city. So now I have two Psukim telling you the same thing. What do I need that for? The answer is, You want to know why you need both? They're both telling you the same thing. They're not talking about walled cities. They're talking about unwalled cities. When do you need two psukim to tell you that the relatives can? The answer is, one is to tell you the relatives can, and then one is to tell you the relatives have to. That's the point. The reason why you need two psukim is to tell you, can, and then the second one tells you not just can, have to. The relatives have a chiv 
to redeem houses in an unwalled city. That's the point. Okay? The Tanya, as the Braiser says, the Golis Mimkar Achiv, the Pasuk refers, now, this Pasuk is referring to redeem the relative's redemption of a Jewish slave sold to a guy. It's the same question. Is it that the relatives can or they have to? It's a machlekes. So the Gemara says, the Pasuk says that the relatives can redeem a Jewish slave sold to a guy. It doesn't mean they have to. It means they can. It means if they choose to, it works. You're telling me that it's an option. Maybe it's obligatory. The Pasuk describes this Jew as being someone who has no relatives to redeem it. So what do you mean? How could, how could a Jew not have relatives? The answer is, What it means is, he has a relative, but the relative doesn't want to. So when it says he has no relative, it means the relative has a choice. He could redeem, he could not. So according, let's say Rav Yeshua. Rav Yeshua feels that whenever you're dealing with relatives, redeeming, it's optional. It's optional by a slave, it's optional by a bate uh, chatserim, it's all optional. Comes Rav Yezer and he says, no, Rav Yezer says, v'galas mim It's an obligation. So according to Rav Yezer, b'chol means it's an obligation. Therefore, Going back over here, it could be that if you sell a house in a walled city, Taka, the relatives do not are not able to redeem it. I, I thought we just got finished saying that they can. That's talking about a house in an unwalled city. What do you need two psukim for? The answer is, one is to tell you they can, and one is to tell you they have to. Okay. Kasha. There is one last problem with this. The Pasuk says, With all there'll be a redemption, which implies something new, something, uh, a Chiddush. There's two options. Either it means in a, in a walled city, and the Chiddush is that relatives can redeem. We're saying, no, 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 it doesn't mean that. It means unwalled city. We said, we already have a Pasuk. This Pasuk is telling you that it's not just an option, it's an obligation. So we don't need the word Bakol. Bakol sounds like it's including something new. If you're telling me, it's actually telling you the same thing, that a relative can redeem an unwalled city, a house in an unwalled city. Just not that he can, now that he has to. So you need the word bakol. You could have that same thing with gula titnu. You didn't have to have the word bakol. So the word bakol is added, and therefore it's a kashi. He says, I, yeah, it's a good point. I, I don't know. That doesn't work. Okay. Now, one last kasha on this. It's not that much more of this. We're almost done this. this one last kasha. We're saying right now, can a relative redeem a house in a walled city? And the answer is no. Okay. Eisve Abaya. Abaya says, I have a kasha. The Pasuk is describing an eve that's sold to a guy, which the Pasuk says can be redeemed by the relatives. The Pasuk says the word yigalenu three times. Okay. One for an evid ivri that's sold to a guy, and two extra. What are the two extras? Are they not referring to even a walled city? And you see, a walled city can be redeemed by the relatives. That's the Gemara's kasha. The Pasuk says that a slave that's sold to a guy can be redeemed by the relatives three times. What's the added two? The first one is to tell you the first halacha. What's the extra two? Rabbis can say there's a. It's include other two other situations that it can be redeemed by the relatives. What are the two other ones? My love, bati arichaim of evadivri. You know what it must be the two other ones? Again, the Pasuk is talking about an evadivri that's nimkar lagoy. It's including two other scenarios that can be redeemed by the relatives. What is it not referring to? It must be referring to a house sold in a walled city, not like Rav Huna Barchinana, and it can be redeemed by the relatives. And secondly, a Jew slave that's sold to a Jew. 
And the pasuk that says can be deemed by relatives is a Jewish slave sold by a guy. Is a Jewish slave sold by a Jew? So that's. I mean, what else is it referring to? It must be referring to those two. So you see that even uh, if you sold a house in a in a walled city, it can't be redeemed by relatives. So the Gemara says no. These two extra ones are not referring to an Evid Ivri Hanimker Yehudi, and it's not referring to a Meicher Bayis Bebatei Rather, It's referring to open fields, ancestral fields, and a house in an unwalled city. Here's the Kasha. I already know that. We have psukim on this. We have psukim that if a Yehudi Evid Ivri that's Nimkar Legoi can be redeemed by the relatives. I have a pasuk. I have a pasuk that a Steachuzah can be redeemed by the relatives. I have a pasuk that Batei Chatzerim can be redeemed by the relatives. The pasuk says by Evid Ivri Nimkar Legoi two extra psukim, two extra gulanu. So what is it referring to? It must be referring to two new things, which is every Evid Ivri, even one sold to a Jew, and Batei Arichaima. He says, no, 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 no. Bateri Yochayim cannot be redeemed by relatives. And Evidivri Nimke Yudi cannot be redeemed by relatives. What the Pasuk adding? It's adding the things you already know, which is Steachuza and Bateri Chatzer. So the Gemara says the obvious Kasha. The Gemara says, Bateri Chatzer, Steachuza, Behed Yiksev, Steachuza, Yichosha. I already know that. The answer is, Kedam Rav Nachmer Yitzchak, the Karav Karav Kodem, Hachanami, the Karav Karav Kodem. You know what the answer is? The Pasuk is telling you twice that it could be redeemed by relatives because it's telling you the closer the relatives it's only on the closest relatives. Meaning, yeah. Meaning, basically, the, the, the way it works is that, okay, okay, I'll give you an example. Okay, you have a cousin and an uncle. Who's closer to you in, in relative? Uncle, yeah. You have a cousin and uncle. Who has, who has an obligation to redeem? Let's go, things that are in the Pasuk. He's got to be redeemed by the relatives. Who's a relative? So you have an uncle and a cousin. Both can afford it because they're both doing well. Who has to pay? The point is, the second pasuk tells you karuv karuv kaidem. Meaning, this pasuk that says yigalenu yigalenu three times is not adding anything new. It's just adding the things you already know. So the question: What do you need that for? The answer is: One pasuk is to tell you that relatives are deemed. The second pasuk is to tell you by closeness. A cousin does not have to redeem if there's a brother around. And uh, a nephew doesn't have to redeem if there's a son. You understand? It goes by, it goes closest relatives. Then if they can't afford, then the second step, and then the third step, and then the fourth cousin to the fifth cousin. That's the point. Okay. Almost done. The sugya. Heicha itmar der v'nachem ba'yitzchak. Where was Rav Yachem ba'yitzchak's original statement that he said that it goes by the closeness of relatives? Aha di boiluhu is based on the following question. Oh, this is a cash that we addressed a couple times, Agav. And that is that we know that if there's a, a Jewish slave that's sold to an Yehudi, a Jewish slave that's sold to an, uh, a guy can, cannot be, uh, can be redeemed by the relatives. The question is, what about an Evid Ivri that's sold to a Jew? Can the relatives redeem him? So we had talked about in the past, no. That was always the assumption. Now the Gemara says, what's the Psaq? So the Gemara says like this, Alibid the Rebbe loyti ba'iloch. According to Rebbe, it's not a kasha. Why? Domer misha in a nigel ba'ela, nigel b'sheish. So he said, because Rebbe's shita is that you either are redeemed by the relatives or you leave after six years. According to Rebbe, if you leave after six years, like the standard evidivri, you're not going to be redeemed by the relatives. So according to Rebbe, the standard evidivri is not going to be redeemed by relatives. No. So, yeah. Okay, so they're according to Rebbe, it's for sure not. Amalim Mifrim, according to Rebbe, it's for sure not. 
because obviously if you go free after six years, which you do, then you can't be redeemed by relatives. So according to Rebbe, no. So how does a... Yeah, so an Eved Ivri and Nimka Lagoy does not leave after six years. He just leaves when you redeem. You got to redeem him. And Yoifel. Okay. Point is, so according to Rebbe, if you have an Eved Ivri that's sold to a Jew, the relatives cannot redeem him. Now, what the relatives could do is they could probably mock him the money and then he could redeem himself. But okay, but the point is the relatives cannot redeem him. The question is, the question is, what would the Rabbonin say about this? So, my, so, Yalfinon Sacher Sacher, Veloy Darshu Yigalenu, Oidilma Yigalenu Lezev Loy Laacher. Oh, meaning like this. You, you, again, Evadiv Yanimkalagoi can be redeemed by relatives. What about Evadiv Yanimkalagoi Israel? So you have two choices. If you go with Sacher Sacher, that connects all the halachas. And then if Evadiv Yanimkalagoi is yes, then Evadiv Yanimkalagoi Yehudi is yes. Or, don't go with Sacher Sacher, go with Yigalenu. Yigalenu means Dafka Le'eni Yehudi Yigalenu Ayyidei Kroivim. Veloi Evadiv Yanimkalagoi Israel. So, like, which Josh should you go with? Again, by Evadiv Yanimkalagoi, yes. The question is, what about Evadiv Yanimkalagoi Yehudi? So do we say sacher sacher? The halachas are the same, both yes, or you say no. Yigalenu dafka when he is sold to an NUD, can it be redeemed by relatives? Veloi laacher and not in this scenario. So basically, what's the halacha? So tashima bechol gula titnu l'rabes batim v'avidivri. It's mamish the drasha we just had. The pasuk says regarding the pasuk says bechol gula titnu l'rabes batim v'avidivri. The pasuk is including two other cases. One is houses, which we got finished saying. Is not and then it said, and then it's including one other thing. Is it not referring to Eved Ivri and Nimkel Yehudi that the pasuk is including Eved Ivri and Nimkel Yehudi? My love, but the answer is no. The pasuk is really referring to an Eved Ivri and Nimkel Yehudi that he could be redeemed. So the Gemara says Eved Ivri and Nimkel Yehudi. I already know this. What need the pasuk for? Go to the next page. The answer is The answer is this is telling you that it's obligatory. The first one is telling you it's optional, the second one is telling you obligatory. One more problem. We had this before. It says by the guy that he can be redeemed by the relatives three times to include two other cases. What are the two adding? Is it not referring to a house in a walled city and and evidivri hanimkeli yehudi that both can be redeemed by relatives. So you see that evidivri hanimkeli yehudi can be redeemed by relatives. The answer is no. But the erichatzerim v'steachuza. It's not referring to evidivri at all. It's talking about the two things that we already knew, which is batechatzerim and steachuza, which can be redeemed by relatives. The Gemara says batechatzerim behediksivu al steachuzichatzerim. We already know this. Amar Nachman lekarav karav kaid. The answer is one pasuk is telling you they can be redeemed by relatives. The second pasuk is telling you. That it goes by the closeness of relatives in that order. Okay, done with that little saga. Okay, back to regular Gemara. So if you were a little lost, now you can come back. Okay, the Mishnah said that if you have a slave that had a ear piercing, okay, again, you have a, a slave. Let's go to the, the clearest one. A slave is sold by Bezdin because of his sins. For six years, after six years, he goes free. He chooses to stay. So he gets a piercing, he becomes a nirza, and he leaves by Yoival or the Mises Adon. So how do I know this? Right? You pierce, bore an e- a hole in his ear. How does that nirza go free? He either goes free with the death of the master or Yoival. How do I know this? 
It says you serve him and not his children, meaning if the master dies, you go free. And then it says, how long do you serve for? Forever. means forever until Yoival. So that's the source that he goes. you go free with either Yoival or the death of the master. Now the question is, what material can they use to pierce your ears? Right? It says that you bore, uh, you bore with a... Marzea, I checked the article, they say an awl. A-W-L, I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's like a needle. The word tool specifically make holes in leather. In the leather. Okay. It's a metal. I'm saying it's a metal. All right, thank you. So the question is, does the Pusik mean specifically that? What if he wants to use a different type of piercing material? So Marzea, the Pusik says in all. How do I know Ainli I only know that you could use that material. Menayin Larabos, how do I know that you could include Asol, Asira, Hamacha, Tamakdeyach, Vemachatev, a peg, a thorn, a needle, all these other, you know, piercing type things. And different, some are metal, some are wood. Tamalemir Vilakachta, Vilakachta is an inclusive line. Larabos called Abishnechaviyad, anything that's taken by your hand. It's basically anything that makes a hole you could use. Rabbi Oimer, no. Just like an awl is made of metal, it has to be metal. Okay? Davracher, another pshat. Hamartseya, lahavi hamartseya gadol. Hamartseya means the all. Lahavi hamartseya gadol. It's to include um, a large all. The large all, like the, I guess they used to have a big one that they would use. That's also acceptable. Okay. Now, we'll come back to this in a little bit. Let's finish up the Brisa before we analyze this. Amr Rav Elazar. Yudan Berebi Hayadarish Kishen Reitzin in Reitzim Elba Milsa. Yeah, the question, I was actually thinking of this when, we, <laughs> when I was doing this. Where do they do the piercing? Do they do the ear, uh, ear, the lobe where women get earrings? Or is it the top where, uh, I guess, the, the, <laughs> some, the, the cooler women? No, the, 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 the question is, is it the top or is it the lobe? So he says, was this Rav Yudan Yudin Berebi, he says, in the lobe. That's where you normally get your piercings. The Chum say, no, I'll prove to you it's wrong. Why? The halach is that if the slave is a kayin, you're not allowed to do it. Why? Because by giving him a piercing, you're making him a balmum, because he now has a hole in his head, which is he's not supposed to have. It makes him a balmum. Now that's only true if it's in the cartilage. If it's in the lobe, that wouldn't be a balmum. The second you take the earring out, what happens when a woman takes the earrings out for too long? It fills up. So the fact that the rabbana do not allow you to do nirza on a koyin evid because it gives him a balmum shows you it can't be in the lobe. Because if it's in the lobe, it wouldn't make him a mum. You see from this that the type of piercing makes you a mum, which is in the cartilage. So it must be the top. That's the right. The Gemara says, And if you actually think that it's in the earlobe, How is it about mum? It'll, it'll close up on its own. So you see, according to the Rabbanon, it's the top of the ear by the cartilage. So it's a machloikes. Is it a hole in the cartilage or is it a hole in the earlobe? Now, before we said as a machloikes, what type of uh, all you could use? According to the Tanakama, or Rav Yisrael Yehuda, you could basically use anything, almost anything. According to Rebbe, it has to be metal dafka. What's the reason for the machloike? So this is one of these things we've had many times throughout Chas, and that is why they say this. Why this is just a Masada thing? Rebbe Kiva always gets involved. He's not involved now, but 
Do you have a klal and prat and a klal or a riboy and a miyat? They're both the same. A generalization followed by a minimiz- specification followed by a generalization. If you go with klal and prat and klal or riboy and it'll one is much more inclusive, one is much more not, not, not as inclusive. So like who goes with which? Again, you could go with either one. It's just a messiah of which one you go with. If you go with Klal Pratiklal or Ribi Umiyat, you'll have a different conclusion about what type of all to use. The Gemara speaks it out. Darish Ribi Umiyat, Maikam Ilfagi. The Rebbe Darish Klal Prat. Rebbe, who's very, very minimalist of what you could use, he goes with Klal Prat. Klal and Prat, Ein Bechlal Prat, which means the generalization is redefined by the specification. So it has to be very specific. If you go with Ribi Umiyat, it's Ribi Hakol. Memayat 1, meaning if you go with Ribe Amit, it's going to be Ribe 99% and just Memayat 1%. If you go with Klal and Prat, the Prat, the specification, redefines the generalization. So the generalization has to be specific. So Rebbe, uh, Klal and Prat is specific, Ribe Amit is much more inclusive. So Rebbe, who just includes metal, he goes with Klal and Prat. Rebbe Yosef Yehuda, who includes basically anything, and we'll see what he, he includes 99%. He only excludes one thing. We'll see what his one thing is in a second. The the process of the that's a klal. Marseyes prat. Boznoi badeles, chazavar kolal. Klalu prat a klal, yadanamichena prat. It has to be specific. Maha prat mefur shomateres. Avkol shomateres. Just like the prat is metal, so it has to be metal. That's if you go klal and prat. Rav Yaisi bar Yehuda, darish ribemit. He goes with ribemit. What's the ribemit? It includes almost everything. It includes what? My Rabbi, Rabbi Komil. It includes basically everything. What is it? One thing it excludes. It always has to exclude one thing. It excludes like a, a, a poison. Let's say you have like a type of acid that can make a hole with liquid. That he says no good. That's the only thing he excludes. So that's a Rebbe Amit as opposed to Klal Pratikal. Again, why... Rashi says, why does some Rabbanu go Klal and Prat go Rebimit? They're the same, not the same conclusive, but they're the same. The answer is there's a Messiah. Which Messiah you had? Some Messiah was to go with Klal Prat, some Messiah would always go with Rebimit. Okay. Amimar, Hamartseh, Lohavi Marseh Agado. And he says, no, Hamartseh, the extra hey is the Marseh Agado. My Masha, how do you see that from the word Hamartseh? Kedamarava, Hayorech, Hamimana Shabiyorech. When it says that we don't eat the the uh, the the the, the it says hayarech in the thigh. Hamiumenashabarech means the most distinguished, the right one. Basically telling that anytime it says hey, it's the. It's underlined like the the Marseille. So it's if you have apparently they would have this very large all that probably Adam was referring to that they would use for blacksmiths, whatever for that is also acceptable because Hamartseya. Okay. Now Amravalazar. He would say that when they used to make earrings, they, the piercings, they would pierce in the earlobe, not the cartilage. And the Chum say, no, it has to be in the cartilage because we know that the Ritzia makes you a Balmum and that's why you can't do it to Kehanim. So the Gemara says, why can't you do it to a Kehanim? What's the difference? So you won't serve the base of English? Okay, who cares? How do you know that when you release him as a slave, he has to be able to go back to his... Meaning maybe part of the punishment of being a slave is you become a bummum. He's choosing, right? It's not like he's choosing to be a Ritzeus, so and maybe that maybe we should allow him to be a bummum. The answer is Shila He has to return to his family, meaning you have to return to him that he's got to be able to go back to his family profession, which is being a kayan in the base of English. He has to go back to the prestige of his family, which is he has to be able to go back to serve in the base of English. Okay. Basically to the end of the daft, there's two more kashas. Very interesting. 
Very interesting standalone kashas. As I mentioned yesterday, one of the stranger halachas is that in Evid Ivri, when he is sold as a slave, even though he is a 100% full Jew, he is allowed to uh, mate, I use mate because it's not a kedushin, mate with a shechah with kananis, with a eni with hudi, um, and in order to have children that are slaves. It's a very strange thing. It's basically the only the only other time where you're allowed we're allowing basically a union between a Yehudi and Yehudi is this and Asia uh, uh, right? Uh, is that the terminology? It's a kisetzer, right? Asia Siyafastayer in, in the war. So we'll get to that in a second. So the question is, what if he's a Kayan? Well, I mean, she's any Yehudi, so the, the same thing applies for me and a guy. I mean, a Kayan, but the, but the difference is maybe for Kahuna. I Meaning, do we say, listen, this whole thing is already kind of strange that you're allowing a guy and a, a Jew to be together. So, what's the difference if a Yisrael Levi or a Kayan? What's the difference? You know? Or do you say, no, he's still a Kayan? We can't, uh, you know. Again, my point is, I don't, I don't think it's clear. It's not like a Jew is allowed to be with a, with a Gaita, it's just that he's a Kayan. So, that's like Maris Kasha. Chidishu, do we say this whole idea is a novelty that you could allow him to be with a shifcha kenanis, loishna kaiv, loishna yisrael? So let's not make a distinction. What's the difference? Oi dilma, shani kehanim, however, even a kosim, is he serious? Oh no, kedushas kuhuna, you gotta be careful. He can't be with a shifcha kenanis. That's the most kasha. So rav, amar mutar shmuel, amar samachik is amar shmuel. Amar nachman the rav, anon. Rav nachman said to rav anon, ki havisa be yar shmuel, when we were shmuel, when you were by Shmuel, when you quoted this halach of Shmuel, were you playing uh, the game called Iskamatri? Meaning, were you playing poker? You, you weren't learning, you weren't focusing on your learning so much, you must have been playing poker because you, you must have uh, misunderstood this. How so? My time Meha. Why didn't you, meaning, he was in Shmuel Shir. Shmuel got up and said that a Kayin is allowed to marry a Shifcha Kenanis. And not marry, whatever, he's allowed to be a Shifcha Kenanis. Uh, Shmuel's the one who, I'm sorry, Shmuel said also, I'm sorry, Shmuel said you're not allowed to. So, Rav Nachman said to Rav Anon, when you were in the shir, were you like, uh, were you playing solitaire? That you, you couldn't object to him with the following kasha? What's the kasha? Honestly, the Mishnah said that we don't pierce a Kayan who's a slave because we don't have to give him a Balmum. What do you see though? It's possible for a Kayan to be a slave. Yeah? yeah. Okay. For, to be a slave, that means all halachas have to apply. If you're telling me that he's not able to marry a Shefcha Kananis, so then he can't be a slave. It's part of the halachas. Meaning, we're assuming that if you're going to be a slave, to be a, a slave, all the halachas have to apply. It's like we had recently, like, could you be a slave? Uh, if she doesn't have Yud. If you're telling me that he, meaning, if you would have told me that a Kayan can't be a slave, fine. But you see from this Bryce that Kayan can be a slave, hence there's a whole discussion of do we give him a piercing. So a Kayan could be a slave. Part of being a slave is you get a Shifcha Kananis. So if you're telling me that it's us and a Shifcha Kananis, then how, how can he be a slave? The Pasuk says, uh, the Pasuk says one of the reasons why he wants to stay is because, I love my master, I love my Shifcha Kananis. The, the Shifcha Kananis is clearly part of being a slave. It's part of the experience. So so if you're telling me that the Kayan could be a slave, then he's got to be able to have a Shifcha Kananis. The Sulay Median, that's the end of the discussion. Okay. Um, 
Meaning, so don't tell me that the reason why he can't be a nirtzar, meaning you're holding, his point is, the whole thing, let me just clarify, he's saying the whole thing of why he can't get a piercing is because it's a balmum. Forget about the balmum. The whole point, the whole pasuk that describes the piercing is I want to stay with my shefcha kananis. If there's no shefcha kananis, then maybe you can't have a piercing. So, Correct, but his point is that the psukim are mashma, the psukim are mashma that, that, that a shivcha kenanis, that, that the reason why he wants to stay to have a is to be with the shivcha kenanis. It implies that there's a shivcha kenanis. That's the, the pasuk implies the shivcha kenanis. Yes, you tell me we don't do it because of balmum. Then, then you should say we don't do it because there can't be a fulfillment of haftiyas adayni. It was ishti. There's no ishti. The answer is it must be that it is possible, but all slaves have to be able to have a shivcha kenanis. Even though we had yesterday that if you're a single guy, you don't get a shukhan. Okay, okay. Huh? Yeah, yeah. True. His point is that Shmuel's shita doesn't really work as much. Okay, fine. one last cash. I'm with this. Koyin ma'u be a fast tire. The question is, can a koyin be with a fast tire? I want to cl- make this clear just very, very quick. It's interesting. Your fast tire is, you go into war, you see a a woman there, and you take her captive, and then it's mamash is a kisese that uh, you have to let her grow her fingernails out. She has to mourn her mother and father for a month, and then you can marry her. It's machalikis rishonim. I never thought of this. Machalikis rishonim. Are you allowed to be with her once before? Rashi says no. Uh, Rashi says no. You're not allowed to be with her at all until she converts. She has to convert, and then you could be with her. According to the uh, the other Rishonim, the Rambam, and other Rishonim, you could be with her before, once before. So according to the like, according to the other Rishonim, the pasuk kind of makes sense because you always think of your fast tire as being this like tremendous chiddush, like oh wow, it's a big chiddush. You can have a because of war, Sahara. So according to the Rishonim, you could be with her once before when she's before conversion. Okay, fine. According to Rashi, it's very strange. According to Rashi, what's the chiddush exactly? You you capture a woman. She converts. So the answer is, the Ritzvah says, the Chiddush of Rashi is that normally this conversion would not be legit. She doesn't actually want to be. This is a forced conversion. According to Rashi, the Chiddush of Yifas Tayyar is not that you're being with any of it's that it's a forced conversion. That's, that's, okay, we're going to go with Rashi's Pshat. Yeah, okay, fine. So according to Rashi, you have a Yifas Tayyar, so it's not uh, it's 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 a forced conversion, which by the way generally is not a good conversion. But, but kids are she's uh, in Yudi. But that, that's for all intents and purposes, it's a forced conversion, which is not a real uh, generally a, a legitimate conversion. Uh, okay. So the question is, could a fast Can a kayan capture a fast So do we say same kasha? Chiddushu? Do you say listen? This whole concept is novel. Either it's novel that you're living with her once before conversion, or you're living with her after conversion. But the conversion is questionable anyway. So you say, well, once it's questionable anyway, what's the difference of, oh, Kayin can't be with a Giyaris? No one can be with a Giyaris when it's not a good conversion. So, like, well, well, I can't be either. So what's the, do we say, what well, the whole thing's a Chiddush, what's the difference? Mali Yisrael, Mali Kayin. Or perhaps now you have to be more careful with Kehan. We'll end with this. The Gemara says, Rav Amar Mutu Shmuel Amar Asas. Machlik is Rav Shmuel, whether a Kayin is allowed to have the process of Yafastar. So, Bebir Rishana, here's the point. Bebir Rishana, okay. Here's the kasha. That first initial bia, either according to the Rambam, it's before conversion. According to Rashi, it's after conversion. Everyone agrees is motor. Why? That initial bia. Why is the whole Indian fast tire? The whole Indian fast tire is there's a taiva. There's this very strong yitzhara. The tire wants you to, to take care of the yitzhara. Fine, in a Torah allowed way. Fine, We're crazy. Fine. That that's the the. I mean, crazy means it's above intellect. Fine. That first bia will take care of that. Part of your fast tire is that you stay with her for like years. She becomes your wife. 
So says the Gemara, that first initial, I mean, she could, right? Correct. According to Rashi, it's a little no. The point is that even the first bia, that like the Torah, the whole purpose was to to sort of squash the Yitzhahara a little bit, the taiva. So the first bia is just to squash the taiva. Says so that first bia, either before conversion or after, depending on which Rishonim you hold. Everyone agrees that that's motor. Why? Because that first bia, it shouldn't be motor for anybody. That's only just to to sort of settle down the Yitzhahara. So if it's a settled down the Yitzhar, there's really no difference in it for Kohen to Yisrael. The question is after the first Bia, can you stay with her? That's a Machlegas Arman Shmuel. What's the Machlegas? Rav says, listen, this whole process is strange. Once it's strange, you know, once you're going weird, let's go weird. Like, fine, it's Mutter, we're just going to make it Mutter forever. Shmuel says, no, Shmuel says, Aser, Shmuel says, listen, after that initial Bia, whether it's before conversion or after, at some point, the Yitzhar goes away. At some point, she's just your wife. And what is she? She's a Gyaris. So once she's a Gyaris, now she's a kind with being a Gyaris. I think maybe the first Bia, yes, it was the Torah allowing something that normally is forbidden and fine. But after the first Bia, it's just a Gyaris. And now you just have a kind with a Gyaris. Where well, we find such a thing? So Shmuel says also, Gyaris the kind of Chazia. It's a Gyaris, therefore it's not allowed. Let's just finish up. A few more lines, we'll finish up. Sorry, just one second, guys. Sorry about that. The Gemara says, Ikadamri, and some say no. Oh my gosh. The Bia Shnia, really, no. When it comes to the second Bia, Kuliyam Lepigid Aser. Everyone agrees the second Bia is Aser because it is a, the second Bia is, is a Giyaris, and a Giyaris is not right for a Kayan. The Machloikis is only. The Machlaik is the first Bia. Rav says even the first Bia is, is Mutter. Only the first Bia is Mutter because it's for the Yitzhahara. Shmuel says it's also, I'll tell you why. A Yafas tire can only work if you could stay with her. If you can't stay with her, you can't have a fast tire. Because you can't stay with her, because of Giyaris, you can't be with her the first time. As Machlaik is Rav and Shmuel. Stop here. 46 minutes.